0: I do a lot of times if I can't finish on Sunday morning, finish tonight because we got a visiting preacher that's coming tonight. So I got to get as much of this in as possible. But um, uh, the Lord spoke to me, just put this on my heart, and I want to share it with you today. There's two scriptures that we're going to go to uh, for our scripture text one is in uh, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 and the others in St. John's Gospel, chapter 10 and verse 10. and We're going to read those right now. They're on the screen. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 5 and 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Look at your neighbor and say, the devil's after you. Now go to John chapter 10, verse 10. Hallelujah. John chapter 10, verse 10. It's on the screen if you don't have your Bibles. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life. And they may have it more abundantly. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Lord, as we come today, we thank you for what we have felt already in this service. Your Holy Spirit has been here in a powerful way. And now, Lord, speak to us, Lord, for the next few moments from the Word. We, we, we may receive what you would have us to have. I pray for any heart in here today who don't know you as Lord and Savior. That before they leave here today, they will accept you into their heart and their life. In Jesus' name, let the church say, amen. amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. While we were out of town and away down in uh in Arkansas, there was a major news event, and let me let me say, let me make a disclaimer right here for a moment. Uh I'm going to be showing you things that may be disturbing to some people. I don't intend to do that, but I want to drive home a point today and uh, that you can receive it uh, a lot better. So uh, there just might be some things you might not like to see that's going to be on the screen. But while we were away, There was a major news event that took place, which is still going on. The anger and the outrage has circled the globe. And by the way, what I'm going to be preaching to you about today, the title of this message, is Inside Satan's Trophy Room. Inside satan 's trophy room, as I was saying, anger has really circled the globe concerning the luring and illegal poach killing of a lion from off a protected area. Uh, put the first picture up. Uh, this line was supposed to have been in a protective area. He was lured off the area. Why was that? Why did it happen? Uh, for sport? Uh, or for the man who did it? Like a lot of other people, just to claim a trophy. Next picture. Sad. Um, what that individual did was wrong and how he did it and everything about it. And I would say that the anger is justified. But what upsets me more? is that people can get so angry about this, but yet right before this happened, news finally come out about Planned Parenthood, the main reason why they support an abortion and aborting babies after they abort them, they cut the precious little things in pieces and sell them as body parts. Where is the anger for that? Where is the outrage? They're not just a blob of flesh. They're human beings. Our men of daughter, Jennifer She some may, f- may forget she was a twin. They were born premature. Jennifer only weighed three pounds, three ounces. The other one had been uh, uh, been dead for a long time. It was a miracle of God that gangrene didn't sit up and Darlene killed Kill her and the other, uh, other child. But God's hand of protection was on her. Darlene never had an opportunity to see the one that didn't live. They carried me back. And I saw that one that, that, that died in just, just a, uh, a few weeks. And you know what? Some people might tell you that they're not whole babies, they're a whole baby. It was a whole precious little baby right there, no bigger than the palm of my hand. This upsets me, but this thing about abortion, there are two things that's bringing this country down. It's this thing about abortion, and this thing about the the gay lifestyle, those two things is killing our nation, hallelujah. But anyway, this is done to get a trophy. Amen. Next picture, please. There are a lot of people who travel worldwide and spend thousands of dollars to kill animals, not because they need something neat, but just to have a big showroom, a trophy room. Amen. That fellow, the dentist that killed this lion, he, he's he got one. He, there's he, that, that lion is not the only one he's slaughtered. Been many, many more. But they, they do it for a trophy room. Now that I've said that, I want to say this there is another hunter who has been stalking and hunting trophies ever since the beginning of man's existence. Maybe you ain't never thought about it this way, but Satan has a trophy room. And his trophy room is in the depths of hell and he proudly exhibits his accomplishments who are recognizable by most of us today hallelujah amen think about it the devil is going about seeking whom he may devour why he wants your soul in hell and your head on his trophy Every time a man or a woman dies who are not saved, Satan gets another trophy for his trophy room. And that is the saddest thing of all. Now, we may look back through history and we can see some individuals that Satan has got in his trophy room already. Put up the other picture. I think everybody recognizes him, man. This man was a trophy of the devil. Hallelujah. Guilty of killing over 6 million Jews in the gas chambers during World War II. Everybody would agree that this man, amen, became a trophy. His head is hung up in Satan's trophy room. And And then on down through the 70s, another one. Some of you younger ones may not recognize or know who this fellow is right here. He don't look like that right now. He don't have much hair. What he's got is gray. But this man had a group of young people so brainwashed that had movie stars slaughtered in a terrible way in Hollywood. Sharon Tate was one—a beautiful young lady whose life was lost this man is one of satan's trophies and then let me go one more more recent the next picture this young fella right here along with his older brother amen caused the bombing at the mobile at the marathon where man all those people were mingled i've seen i've seen pictures that they didn't show on TV. Man, in that area where the bomb went off, I I mean, the sidewalks looked like somebody painted it with blood. Body parts laying everywhere. (laughs) By the way, that's, that's the religion of peace that they keep trying to cram down our throat. That's not no religion of peace, my friend. Sadly, he, his head is in Satan's trophy room. Now it's easy for us to think, while those trophies may or may well be yet known. Yet Satan's greatest desire—I said Satan's greatest desire—I want to tell you who he really stalks. Hallelujah. The ones that the devil is after the most is not this young man, not uh, Hitler, or, or, or uh, not uh, uh, Charles Manson. But could go on and on. Jeffrey Dahmer and all in this, there. They're part of the trophy room, but the next picture. They're the main ones that the devil's after. Millions upon millions of people who, who are good, moral people. Many of those people would help you if you was in need of help. Many of those people would give you the last dollar they had or the shirt off your back. They never will be guilty of doing what Jeffrey Dahmer did, what Hitler did, amen, or what some of the rest of those fellas did. But sadly, my heart breaks because many of most of them, according to the Bible, says, most of them. Amen. Their destination is Satan's trophy room. And the reason why one day their head is going to hang in his trophy room is because they have failed to make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of their life. Listen, folks. There's a lot of things out in the world, amen, that the devil can entice us with. And let me say this. I've heard some people say, "Well, I don't know why, I don't know why people serve the devil. There ain't no, they ain't no fun uh, 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 serving the devil." But I'm going to tell you something. There is, there is a certain amount of pleasure in the world. If there wasn't some, mu- if there wasn't so much pleasure, uh, the devil, the devil wouldn't have such an easy job getting a hold of people. What did, wh- what did the Bible say about Moses? The Bible said Moses desired to suffer the afflictions of God with his people than enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Sin is pleasurable. You can have a lot of pleasure in the world. Amen. But it's not going to last long. Amen. You can go out and party all night. Amen. And, and you can drink it up. Amen. But you know what? The, the beer companies and the alcohol companies don't ever put on the billboard the man or the woman the next morning. Amen. On the floor in the bathroom with their head hung over the toilet. They don't advertise that. They don't advertise the broken families and the divorces, amen, and children left without mamas and daddies. Hallelujah, because of all that. But millions upon millions of people, amen, are headed for Satan's trophy room. Common souls of people who never suspect they have a predator on their trail. Seeking to make them the next on in his trophy room. Listen to this preacher this morning, church. The devil's greatest desire is to have you look like some of those trophies hung in the natural trophy rooms. But the devil wants you in his trophy room. He wants to claim you as his own. He wants to claim me hallelujah amen he's got a trophy room you've got family you've got friends you've got loved ones amen right now amen that are headed for Satan's trophy room, but we got to try to pray we got to try to be a light and be a be a witness amen to try to bring them in hallelujah maybe. I hope not. I don't think. I don't think so. But I don't. I don't think. I don't think you get tired about it because I know everybody here. You don't get tired of ever hearing about when God brings somebody, Amen, back out of sin. But talking about all those souls, Satan's trophy room, Amen. Those that the devil is stalking, he's hunting, trying to get him. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, I I, fe- I feel like shouting sometimes. I got I got a I I have a brother that I miss so much, and for forty years. Oh, devil's that well. I got me another head. He's fixed. When he goes down, I got him. He's going to be in my trophy room. But guess what? That's one trophy that was stole from the devil. Hallelujah! Because when he left here. He had it right. Hallelujah he had it right. Don't let the devil lie to you and tell you you've been too bad, you've done too much. Uh, Hallelujah. Because the blood of Jesus is capable of cleansing us from all sin. Jesus loves us. Uh, Hallelujah. Jesus don't want you to be hung up in the devil's trophy room one day. He wants you to be with him around the throne of glory. Hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. I don't intend as much as I can have happening we didn't see nobody become ahead in Satan's trophy room. Hallelujah! Give me just a few more minutes. I will shorten this, but let me let me talk about the stalking of Adam and Eve. Tell you how it all began. The stalking of Adam and Eve, Genesis chapter three, verses one through six. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Notice verse 6 very closely. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that uh, that it was pleasant to the eyes, remember what I said? There's some things in the world that's pleasing and pleasant. There are are temptations out there that the devil knows exactly how to draw you on. Amen. Hallelujah. And the woman, she said, it was pleasant to the eye and the tree desirable to make one wise. She took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave it to her husband with her, and he ate. I started out by telling you, how that that dentist, his intention was to lure that lion to get it off that protective reins so he could do what his evil heart wanted to do. The devil, he's got his way of luring people. He knows how to lure you. Now, the Bible don't give a timeline. I want to give, give you some information about Adam and Eve that maybe a lot of times you ain't never thought about. I don't believe that Adam and Eve partook of that fruit just as soon as God created him. I believe there was some time that, uh, that went by. And every day as they lived together with no sickness and no problems, man, they, they, didn't, they didn't have to have a, a runny nose. I mean, they didn't have to. They, they didn't. I mean, it was it was just like what heaven's going to be. It was paradise on earth. And they was eating everything that God had provided. But every day, every day as they was out gathering stuff, they'd give just one eye over that one tree. Man, that thing looks good. And the Bible I read, you said that the woman said, and she she saw that it was good for food. How in the world did she know it was good for food? She's never partaken of it. I tell you why. God spoke to me. I was praying about that one time. And I believe God gave me the answer to that. How did she know it was good for food? Because that woman had watched other animals in the garden pick off of that tree. I don't know, we don't everybody says apple. We don't know what, what kind of fruit it was. The Bible don't say, so I'm not going to say it. But every day she saw some kind of animal eaten. They didn't die. But you know what? God didn't tell the rest of them. He told her. You hear what I'm saying? Where revival has stopped in the church years ago it's when the church, somewhere along the line, started to want to do what everybody else is doing, and still be the church. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me see how much I can. Well, those other people are doing it, God. Listen, it's not not about them other people. It's about you and your relationship with God. I don't care how many other animals went over there and birds flew and pecked off of that. God didn't tell them. He told Adam and Eve. But the devil was more cunning than any beast of the field the Lord made. He knew how to lure. The devil was mad. He'd already been cast out of heaven, lost his place in heaven. That was when he decided, all right, God created Adam and Eve. And not Adam and Steve, by the way, let me throw that in. Hallelujah. And the devil, right at the beginning, Ronnie, decided, I've got to have them for my trophy. i got to have them for my trophy. Don't be fooled by the enemy. Don't be fooled by the devil because he don't have nothing good planned for you. He'll offer you something, amen, that looks good, that sounds good, that smells good. But all it is is bait trying to lure you like they lured that lion, trying to lure you out of the protective zone. Long as you're living for the Lord, long as you love the Lord, do you know there's a certain protection about you? There's a fence around. If you're a Christian, the devil can't do nothing to you that God don't allow. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. I learned that through experience, because there's been a lot of weapons pointed at me down through the years, a lot of, lot of people through the devil trying to take. give you one more instance then I'm going to close. Let's go to the New Testament time. Let's talk about the stalking of Peter. God had great plans for the Apostle Peter. He had given him the keys to the kingdom. God had chosen him to lead his church after he was gone. So the devil had a design on Simon Peter. Listen to what Luke 22, this is the last scripture I'm going to read. Luke 22, 31 and 32 says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as sweet. But I prayed for thee. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. How, ca- how can you lose when Jesus is the one doing the praying for you? Hallelujah. He said, But I've prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Let me please, let, let, just let me paraphrase this a little bit. Let me put it in, in the words that I'm uh, that I would say for this message. Simon, I've noticed the devil stalking you. He's hunting you. He wants to sift you his wheat. Back in those days, after wheat was gathered, they would carry it to the to the threshing floor. And they had to separate the grain from uh, the, the shell, which is called the, sh- uh, the chaff. And when, when they, when they sift, sifted it, amen, they took the good out, and then the chaff just was blown away by the wind. If you fall under the category of allowing the devil to lure you, he will take you and he will sift every good thing out of you, and you there won't nothing be left but a shell. I have seen a lot of people in my time whose lives are so miserable because they've allowed the enemy to sift them and take every... God put something... Everybody's got something good. Everybody's valuable. That's what the devil wants. He wants to take it from you. He wants to steal it from you. Remember, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. God, the devil—rather, excuse me—the devil wants to destroy every good thing God wants in your life. God has got nothing but good planned for you. The devil's one bringing on this other stuff. He'll get you and he'll sift you as wheat. And there won't be nothing like but the shell. Put up the first picture. The next picture, rather. Take a good look here. The man right, the, the man right there on the one side, you see 1997. Not a bad, bad looking man. 2008. Take a good look. That's the same man, but that's after years of abuse on meth. This poor man was stalked by the devil. He was caught, sifted everything good taken out of him he ended up on Satan's trophy see there's pleasure in the world yeah let's let's get out there and get our buzz on let's get high <coughs> hallelujah but all that is is a lure job the devil don't never tell you the whole truth about what drugs will do to you hallelujah can you imagine somebody changing that much in that, in that short of time? Hallelujah. I'm gonna tell you what I felt around here this morning is better than any high that the devil can ever offer. Hallelujah. And I'm not gonna have a hangover what I get here. It's 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 not gonna harm my body. Hallelujah. That cheeseburger I ate last night will harm my body a whole lot more, amen, than what what God does to me here today. You hear what I'm saying? Put up the other picture, the last picture. Here's another nice-looking man, the year 2000. By 2007, you know what changed him from one to the other? Alcohol. Alcohol you see what the devil does you see what he does he lures you he gets you caught. hallelujah kind of like what what what's what what's the saying so what you're saying gone. you you take that first drink and the next drink takes you the devil lured this guy. He hunted him. He wound up in the devil's trophy room. And everything good about him, the devil had done sifted away and taken the good out. I had, I had several uncles. And uh, one particular had got so caught up into that stuff, um, he'd come through town every now and then, stay a day or two at the house. And I remember one time I was—I I don't remember all the details because I, I was young, I was—I was a kid. But he had been sober for a little while, and he had been at the house. And uh dad was working on the house remodeling <laughs> he was he was all the time doing doing that. And mom and dad went somewhere, left left me there with him. And we were sitting uh in a in a den there watching TV. He gets up and goes to the restroom. Stays for a few minutes come comes comes back. Then it wasn't long he went again. And huh, by, by the third time, you know, I was a kid, but I knew something would happen. This guy, you know, he was changing fast. Now we didn't have no alcohol in the house. Daddy didn't keep the stuff in the house. But he, but, he, but he did have paint thinner. Now, I, if I was to try to do what he did, Brother Jeff, he was going in, in the bathroom. He found the paint. and He found the paint thinner. Back then, you, I mean, they didn't have the t- same type of paint. You don't have to put thinner in it and thin it down and all that stuff today. You can do to work. But back then, you'd have to go through that process. The alcohol had such a hold on him Nothing else to drink. He was drinking that paint thinner. Now, that would kill me if I tried that. But he had already, he had already been a hold of so much. I mean, I, 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 I'd, heard, I'd heard already heard about my brother and a couple of my other uncles talking about seeing him Going down to the drugstore and getting a bottle of alcohol and pouring it through light bread and getting the diet of it and then drinking it, folks. It's a pitiful thing. The change will wrap around you. The devil will wrap around you. He wants you on his trophy, brother Darrell. I want you to get a course together. I, I'm not finished, but I've got to quit my time. I apologize for holding you so long, but this. The Lord took this service today, and I, but I felt like I needed to uh, go ahead and speak this. Inside Satan's trophy room, don't allow yourself to be hung up on the wall of the devil where he's strutting around with his chest stuck out in pride, say, there's another one I got. Jesus Christ has the remedy. Coming and shaking my hand don't do no good. Saying you want to join a church does not make, will not do you no good. You've got to have a heart change. You got to be converted. You got to, you got to have him in your life. That's the only thing. Then you got the power that you can laugh at the devil. He said devil, you thought you had me, but I fooled you. Hallelujah! I fooled you. Will it mean you won't never stumble? No. Will it mean you won't never make a mistake? No, because we're all growing. But that's why he—that's why he gave us the Holy Spirit. Je- Jesus told his disciples, "When I go away, I'm not going to leave you comfortless." I'll send you another comforter that will help you. Yes. We'll have we got the strength that comes not in me, but all in him. Everybody stand. If there's anybody that needs to come for prayer today.